Super Talk Mississippi media production. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mama's on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Weekend Gardening. It is nice to be back in the studio, but I got to tell you, I kind of miss the hubbub of the Mississippi Farmer's Market. That was so much fun last week. Daniel's first remote, and he didn't cut us off anywhere in the midst of the broadcast, so we have to give you your props for that. Thank you, sir. No problem. I appreciate that. (laughs) We hope there are many more to come in your future as well as mine. One of the things that was lots and lots of fun for me was to meet um, Patrick Duckworth, the, the manager who's been there just since July. He has such great plans for the market here in Jackson. But let me tell you something. Go meet the market manager wherever you are. Wherever you are, there's a farmer's market within shouting distance, as we would say. So get yourself over this. Maybe the last one of the year like it is here. But guess what? Things start up again before you know it in February. So get yourself to your farmer's market. And if you happen to be in the Jackson area today, get yourself on over there because they won't be there next week and you'll be wishing that they were. Lots of lots of good food. Eight turnips from there last night. Um, thanks, Bobcat. Those were delicious. Anyway, great place. Lots of fun. Enjoyed my time there and so very much appreciate the Department of Ag and the Farmer's Market bringing me there to talk nice about them and to talk to all of y'all because it was lots and lots of fun. I uh, have to start the text line today because Greg is up and running already. And uh, there's there's uh, running the air conditioner in December. Yes, this is the week, of course, that we all frankly look forward to because it shocks everyone who comes to visit us they don't bring a coat for christmas because they think it's going to be well guess what if they're here this week we'll be cold for a couple of nights mm-hmm, that's right but the the biggest measure is that i'm going to be able to serve fresh tomatoes on christmas eve that i will be picking the last of the well maybe not the last who knows it may they may keep going i have the ugliest tomato that i've ever had in terms of the plant and every day it pops out four or five more of these beautiful, t- tasty, tiny is the name of it, little bitty tomatoes that are as sweet as they can be. I don't know why it's still alive. It's got blight all over it, but it's the only one. So it's covered up in fruit. I'm not going to take it down. I'm also not going to drag it in the house. So it's literally on its own in the corner of the courtyard. That's the good news. What's your good news? Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven is, in fact, the Super Talk call line. We love hearing from you about your garden and about in this particular week, um, maybe what you're what you're celebrating, what you're going to be cooking, what's what's happening, what you're what you're taking in uh, for the great fun of the next week. Now, of course. Christmas Day falls on a Saturday, which happens occasionally, and you will be hearing very merry music while I'm not here, and in fact, we are giving everyone the day off. You'll hear lots of merry music that whole time, and then we will be uh, moving forward, of course, into 2022. My goodness, can you imagine? Yep, there we are. There we go. So we will be back on January the 1st. Lots and lots of fun. Have have you ever heard of Icarus? Do y'all know who Icarus was? 
Icarus um, was, for one thing, the, the son of, of Daedalus. That probably doesn't help you a whole lot. If you didn't know who Icarus was, you wouldn't know his dad either. But um, creator of the labyrinth, this is, all, this is all just delightful Greek mythology stuff. Because, because, I had a cat named Icarus. Named the cat Icarus because the first thing he did when he got into the house was to go to the nearest heat source, in that case it was a fireplace, and sit on the fi- on the hearth to the point where you really thought he was going to catch on fire. He was that warm when, you know, he'd walk away and touch you and you were your hand was hot. Cat loved, loved, loved that and was just drawn to that warm source. Well, if you don't know who Icarus was, then you probably don't understand why I'm telling you this, but he and his dad needed to escape Crete. All right. There's bad times happening there on that Greek island, and they were trying to escape. So they built wings. And like a father does, his, his dad tried to tell him, be careful. Okay. If you, if you fly too low, we'll get back. We'll, the gravity will take us, and we'll end up back down here on the ground, and we'll be in real trouble. If you fly too high, you might get yourself up into the sun's range too close. And, yep, these feathers and things that are making these wings are held together by wax, you could melt. And that's exactly what happened. He plunged into the sea and was lost because he could, didn't listen to his dad. Now, this lesson for you is important, but it's also important to understand that since these stories were created, people have been waiting for somebody to get too close to the sun. All right? Let's just face it. That's it's, it's a It's a thing that's an urban myth almost it's a a classical myth well the american physical society is letting us know that nasa's parker solar probe reached the sun's extended solar atmosphere that is the corona that's the part around the sun that frankly none of us could tolerate we would we would be gone before we got there they the probe spent five hours there so we're going to learn lots and lots of lots this is the first time a spacecraft from us has entered the outer boundaries of our sun and it's very very exciting it didn't melt the good news is it wasn't made out of wax and it didn't melt they did not call it the icarus probably because they didn't want to put any kind of bad no bad news on it um the, the cat icarus by the way lived to be quite old and had, had a lovely life in in addition but one of the things that we always think about is where do these stories come from you know somebody looked up at the sky and said Gee, that looks like a belt. Those three stars, that, that must be Orion's belt. Let's draw the picture in our minds with the stars and Cassiopeia and all the others. Well, these are the same places in our minds, our imagination, that all of our stories come from. And you know that I believe, I know, and I understand. I don't have to believe it because I know it. Everybody has a story. And in the case of Icarus, it was not a happy one. But in the case of our friends from the American Physical Society, this thing was launched in 2018. They've been waiting all this time. And they got a Christmas present. The first time into the sun's corona. That's really exciting. Big news. And really a very large uh, opportunity for all of us. Um, 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 I do not know what these berries are, Ken. But um, they look like Yopon. And um, the answer would be no, so unless you're a deer. I think deer. I think deer eat yopon, but it's not something humans, generally speaking, consume. Mike's still got um, this beautiful rose blooming. It looks great. 
And so does the cat, by the way. <laughs> the cat looks cute, too. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Let's see where we are. Um, oh, in terms of time, let's go here. The On the phone, Jeb's there from Decatur. What's on your mind, Jeb? Jeb, you I'm there? Sorry. We can't. Yeah, put, good, good morning, Garden Mama. How are you doing? I'm okay. What's up? I just, I just wanted to talk about some hydrangeas right now. Mm-hmm. And I, we can't get them to kind of grow where they're at right now. So I mean, I know it's kind of getting hot weather again, and I don't like <laughs> that. But would it be okay to? kind of move them and i just wanted to wish everybody a merry christmas and a happy new year and um my, my friend's listening to the show today and she used to live right here in decab where i lived and she's moving to tennessee so please wish her good luck on her moving we'll thank you jeb good to hear today. from you today merry christmas you can dig up hydrangeas and replant them transplant them or plant them out of a container from the garden center anytime this in this particular period, you wouldn't want to do it after it gets so cold that the soil, for example, might stay too wet after it rains, but you're fine to do it. The winter time is perfect for that kind of transplanting. Winter's also the perfect time to do a couple of other things. Um, one of them, one of them is taking that inventory of your place, whether it's your indoor plants or your outdoor plants, but especially your outdoor hardscape. We want to take a look at these things each year so that we understand what we did need, did repair, what we needed to repair. My list is long, by the way. Yours probably is too. But if, the, if we don't do this when the leaves are off the trees, it's hard to see sometimes whether that trellis is actually going to make it another year or whether we need to do something to hold the rose bush up next time. So do those things now. It's also true, particularly for adult trees, and that's to say anything over about 12 years old, where we move into the mature phase and they may or may not be growing as rapidly as they were. But on the other hand, you don't want them to slow down so much that they don't grow and end up having lichen growing on them or develop other problems. So take a few pictures. Make yourself, you know, the good news is that uh, you don't even have to go get them printed. You can stick them in your computer or in your phone or in your friend's phone if you don't happen to have one that will do that. So by all means, um, let yourself enjoy it. Kitty cats. Oh, my goodness. Um, that's beautiful. Thank you, Sue. <laughs> the deer um that's very very true that's very true i'm not sure who this is oh hey i think i'm not sure who this is but um there are a lot of you know that that is true a lot of cats find a spot and don't want to move but there's no question about that um one of the questions that i've had at this time of year oftentimes is how long do things last indoors for example the biggest change that we have seen this year in terms of this winter versus last winter is that we've had up and down weather. We haven't had a nice cold, even a solid cold week in Zone 8. That means that the Nandinas that I usually cut and bring indoors because I love the red berries and they're so festive are really bare. They're just now getting really, really red. So I think, I'm thinking I'm going to have some slightly later 
ornamentation in the house just because I like the way the berries look. It's also one of the things that my mother did. We, we continue those traditions sometimes, and they surprise us. Um, they, I, was, I was laughing with somebody this week. They had heard me talking about the dinosaurs being having bright colors, but not on their wings, only on their faces and stuff. And she said that she immediately went home and thought about, what color do I have in the uh, in fingernail polish that I can go back and paint these little dinosaurs that were nice and brown? And I thought, that's an amusing thing to do. But it's true, though, that most of the children's toys have been painted. Maybe somebody knew something that the scientists have just found out. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's interesting. Another thing that's very popular this year, one of the big Christmas gift lists that, that you see, particularly for gardeners, um, that we've got every kind of seed order, we've got all kinds of tools and all sorts of wonderful suggestions for books, of course. But i got to tell you, the garden gnomes have taken over. I don't know what I, – I, they, they seem to take the, – the more we get interested in our own backyard, of course, the more likely we are to find other ornamentation to put in it. But gnomes have been around at least since ancient Rome. They were kind of in with the, the gargoyle world at that time, though, and they were mostly in sculpture, and they were intended to protect the harvest, I guess, from the gargoyles. I don't know that, but I'm, I'm guessing because they weren't as mean-looking. But the Renaissance really brought them into this whole world of fairies and gremlins and elves and, and gnomes, you know. So we know that that is another part of their fascination. But folks around the World Wars, things were not real popular that had German heritage, and gnomes were one of those at that time that were seen very strongly that way. So they sort of fell out of favor. However, their renaissance, not just because of the travel gnome, but their renaissance has happened. I was um, lucky enough in the early 2000s to ride a train um, from Hol- in Holland, from the center of Holland up to Nord Holland to a, a garden event. And I was fascinated by the train. The train itself is a beautiful thing. I love riding trains anyway. I just rode one last week. But the the whole business of what people see when they look out the window of the train is always interesting. And, of course, in the winter in the Netherlands, there's nothing there. They, all the plants are, have lost their leaves. The trees have lost their leaves. All the plants are dormant. But everybody turns their gnomes toward the train where you can tell that they would ordinarily be facing the patio or the back door or the group of plants that are over here, they turn them so that they face the train, so that you can wave, I guess. I don't know. But the the most interesting thing that I saw was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs done in gnome culture, you know, in the backyard of more than one house. This was not some unusual thing, really. So gnomes have turned out to be the thing, and I'm I'm happy to say... My two little gnomes and their bouncy heads are still going on. No, I haven't repainted them. They're still there. Sorry, Kathleen. I haven't done that yet. Catherine, rather. I haven't done that yet. But um, one of these days, I'm going to get out that fingernail polish now that I've caught caught on to that idea from my friend. If you you think of what am I doing on a, a nice warm day next week, I might be painting the gnomes. I really am not sure, but I might be painting the gnomes. Might be taking hardwood cuttings, though. And that's probably something that you want to talk about, because this is the time for that. If you have had a plant that you've been trying to root, a woody stem of some sort, 
and it just has not come along for you, you would you may find that that is indeed the uh, the time has come for those hardwood cuttings. Um, thank you, Jamie. That's real sweet to hear from you. Thank you very much. And uh, I'm not really sure. I have some. I have had cats that would sit on my lap, and I have had cats that would absolutely move it at the drop of a hat. So I don't know. Thank you, Sissy. Oh, the garden looks beautiful. This is what she says. Warm and foggy this morning along the coast. The plants look great. Just gorgeous. Really, really a nice, uh, nice, nice holiday feel there too, because you got lots of flowers blooming. That's sweet. Very, very nice. You know, one of the things that I look forward to each year is the ability to pick and choose a few holiday tunes. So this morning will all be my favorite holiday tunes out of the catalog that I have accumulated over a period of time. Um, if you don't like them, I'm sorry, but I I don't I can't take requests. So, <laughs> oh my goodness, let's see. Um, I don't know where this is from, but the the palm tree has grown tremendously. Probably not a bad thing at all. You don't want to cut the top, but you can cut things on the bottom if they've browned. We'll talk more about that and this after we spend a little time with Jose Feliciano. This is Weekend Gardening. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. Feliz Navidad. holiday season is right around the corner. So give the gift that's hard to wrap, but easy to give. Give them a steal. From powerful trimmers, blowers, and chainsaws under the tree to branded accessories stuffed in their stockings, the Steel Holiday Gift Guide has something for everyone. Visit your local Steel dealer or go to steelusa.com slash gift guide. Real Steel. Find yours. Available at participating dealers while supplies last. Welcome to Mike Drop, the show where Mississippi Farm Bureau President Mike McCormick drops some helpful knowledge. Our members get to take advantage of several of our business partnerships. Today, I want to talk about one in particular, Ford. As a Mississippi Farm Bureau member, you are eligible for $500 bonus cash on a new Ford truck. Take advantage of this and many other great perks and join us today. Visit your Farm Bureau friends and neighbors at your county office or sign up online today at msfb.org. You can bet the farm. Decking out your whole home? Don't stop at window displays. Upgrade your window treatments. If you haven't tried Blinds.com, now's the time. With prices cut up to 35%, Blinds.com can make your dream home a reality with affordable custom window treatments. Blinds.com makes it easy to make small home improvements you'll enjoy every day. Save big at Blinds.com on premium blinds, stylish shades, and more. Shop Blinds.com and save up to 35% off site-wide. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
No Drip Roofing and Construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, No Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. I'm Andy Gibson, your Commissioner of Agriculture. This holiday season, support local farmers by shopping the Mississippi Farmers Market for all your holiday meal needs. Fresh produce, meat, milk and cheese, eggs, honey, bread, even flowers for the table. And shop the Genuine Mississippi store for the best of everything, grown, raised, crafted, and made right here in Mississippi. From food items to jewelry, leather goods, we have your Christmas list covered. The Mississippi Farmer's Market, 929 High Street, open Saturdays 8 to 1. I'm Jeff Good, and with my partner, Chef Dan Blumenthal, and every line cook, weight person, hostess, cashier, bartender, prep cook, service attendant, sous chef, pizza maker, pastry chef, dishwasher, bread baker, manager, sandwich assembler, salad maker, catering, and office team member on our team, we want to wish you the best of the season. Merry Christmas and happy holidays from the Mangiabene family of restaurants, Bravo, Broad Street, and Salon Mookie's. The holidays are a time to reflect and be thankful for what we have been given. We love what we do, and we love doing it for you. Merry Christmas and happy new year. We hope to see you soon. The whole crew at Mahaffey's Quality Printing in Jackson would like to take this time to remind everyone the reason for the season. May you and your family be blessed with a true gift of the holidays. Have a very Merry Christmas from Mahaffey's Quality Printing in Jackson. Attention! If you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again! If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Those of you looking for more traditional uh, Christmas songs may be disappointed this morning. <laughs> but these are mine. I like them. There are some that are absolutely filthy that I do not play because this is too early in the morning. But I like those, too. Those are pretty funny. For those of you who know that collection, trust me, they'll, they'll be playing at my house at some point this week. You know that's true. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. I want to talk just a little bit about this palm, another bit of information about it. Um, palm trees are one of the strongest single trunk, single what we call dominant leader plants. In other words, if you cut off their top, they don't grow anymore. And not only do they not grow, they probably die because their intention, their, their, 
apical dominance, their center center core dominance, is to grow up and put out fronds at, at different points along the way along their trunk. So you can't really cut one down without getting rid of it, but you can cut the lower branches off if you've got a problem and need to get around it, like, for example, to mow underneath it or something like that. But you don't want to start cutting off the top part of a palm tree because you will be, you will destroy the palm tree. Um, at, at the very least, you will disfigure it, and it won't grow as in in its classic shape. It's not going to just become a smaller plant in the same way that, for example, we can prune shrubs many times because they're they got to be eight feet tall. Okay, we take off a third of their height because we want them at five feet, and then in that next year they don't grow very much. They certainly don't grow the other three feet back, and then you're able to cut them again if you need to get them even shorter. But those are things that work differently from palm trees. Palm trees just don't work that way. I don't know how big Mongolia is, but. If a heat wave is the size of Mongolia, I'm thinking that that's a really large area. And indeed, Mongolia is a huge area. What we're finding out from research at Washington State University is that we are really not um, in any, having any surprises in our weather. We have seen multiple large heat waves the size of Mongolia, whatever size that is, at the same time, nearly every day during the warm seasons of the 2010s across the northern hemisphere, that's where we live. And so, of course, these are things that do not, generally speaking, turn and go backwards. They accelerate or they maintain their level. So what we're looking at is 1979 to 2019. What they found was that the numbers were seven times greater in the 2010s than in the 80s. So that means Everybody who said, you know, it's a lot hotter now, they were right. <laughs> it was true. It was They were having a heat wave. Um, the concurrent heat events also grew hotter and larger. Intensity rose by 17%. And their geographic extent, and my goodness, aren't they surprised in some parts of our country, expanded by 46%. In other words, sadly, the storms that we have just seen blow across and tear up so much of the area that is not expected to get tornadoes in December, we 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 understand that that things do change, but those folks have not had that kind of tornado activity. Kentucky, even even the Illinois, the southern Illinois parts, all that that area that has been so devastated, it's not going to be the last time. And of course, they did see some other high wind events. But it's still not going to be the last time because these are areas we we used to. I grew up with Tornado Alley, okay. And Tornado Alley is now basically tornado splat across the middle of the country all the time. That's a different weather pattern. If you think about it, where people settled and stayed and built cities probably would have been different if the weather had been like this. Then there'd been more people in our part of the world. And perhaps fewer in the northern part. I don't know. Heat waves, of course, can cause all sorts of problems. Um, not dis- not discomfort and, and human suffering, not the least of them. But when we talk about crop failures because of heat, and we talk about wildfires because of the increased amount of of heat in the area, we're talking about things that affect everybody, even the people that are not necessarily farming. Um, we, of course, are affected because we end up having to pay a little bit more money for this or that. Another good reason to buy local. You're going to support somebody, you may as well support your local farmer. Come on now. And flower growers. I'm not going to disagree with that. 
Um, let's see. You, you've got a. This is an interesting photo of a rescue plant. Um, dum, dum, dum. This is. This is. I'm not sure why these were planted together, but it looks like the tall thing might be a bromeliad, and the short thing with the edge of lighter colored edge on the leaf looks for all the world like a hoya. I don't know that it is, but it it. Hoya is one. If it, if the leaf is thick and very waxy feeling, it's probably a hoya, and it will certainly need a bigger pot than this because it's going to get. It needs to grow along on its own. Um, but I'm not sure. The bromeliad, of course, has finished, but there probably are pups around the base of it that can be lifted out individually too. Just lovely. Really pretty stuff. Thank you, sissy. Really pretty. Um, I won't tell them what it is, but I agree with your other comment, too. But I'm not sure if there's a third plant in here or if that's just a leaf off of the Hoya. But the Hoya is what looks like it needs to come out and be separated first. If there's something else, in addition, I would look for the pups on the uh, around the base of the bromelia. They may only be a half an inch tall or something, but you can still lift them out. And I don't know what the third plant might be. So I'm two for three this morning. That's pretty good. I have been asked several times lately about this hardwood cutting business, so I do want to try to mention it a few times. This is one of those activities also that, well, we all know that there comes a point where you need to go outside, and this week there's going to be a lot of opportunity for that, and if your relatives are cluttering up the house, no offense, um, you can get them to help you. They might not, and that'll give you some time to go out in the garden by yourself. But when we're taking hardwood cuttings, what we're trying to do is take the wood that is not ever quite dormant, but it's not actively growing, and we want to encourage it to make roots before we have to make shoots. Okay. So what this means, of course, is that we're talking about Altheas, or we're talking about um, really crepe myrtles. We're talking about so many of our woody plants that might root from a semi-hardwood cutting in the summertime, or they might not, and particularly when they do not, or when you have things like dogwood that are just notoriously difficult to root, this is one way to, to approach them. Usually we think about a 12-inch cutting of, of a not the tip of the stem, but maybe four or five inches down into it. We want the good wood in this case. Take the tip cutting and try to root it, but it's probably not going to root. Then the other thing you need to know about taking hardwood cuttings is that you've got to have somewhere to put them. Generally speaking, we bundle them up and put them into, uh, I like a five-gallon bucket with that's half full of damp sand, because then you can get them all the way in there. They're covered, and you can water it when you need to, but you can also cover it if you need to, because you don't want them to be dehydrated. You don't want them to be flooded either, so that's another way to look at it. I put a couple of drainage holes in that five-gallon pot just in case it gets wet, but generally it doesn't. So think about that, um, doing that, but also think about where you're going to put it. And I think I could put it in the corner of my courtyard, for example, because it doesn't get too cold there, but you want it outdoors. You don't want to do this inside. The last tip about taking hardwood cuttings, it's one that no one told me, and so I did not do it, and as a result, I was very confused later. One end needs to be cut straight across. The other end needs to be cut on a slant, 
Why is that? So that you know which end is up. We want to put the, we want to put the part that was growing lower on the plant into the sand or the the wet mix that you're putting it in, and in that case you need it to let's go ahead and put it on the slant because that's going to give it more surface area and leave the top part cut straight across so that you know where the top is. I know it sounds funny to say what end is up, but there it is. <laughs> there it is. You're very welcome. I wish I knew what the me- the medium size one, the medium plant was, but I know what the ver- the other two are. I bet that was pretty. I can see why you rescued it. I definitely can see why you went to rescue that one, and, and especially because there will be babies around the bottom of that thing. I have so many f- crazy bits and pieces of news for you, and anytime I am going to be away. Um, like in this case, we will be away next week. I, I feel like I have to get to the news, and I want to take all your phone calls, and I want to get all your texts. But guess what? I always miss something that I want to talk about. And one of the things I have not talked about in several weeks that I intended to is your perennial ryegrass. For those of you who planted it because you either had a new space that was going to erode before you could get a lawn planted in it, or because you did some construction and the lawn had to go in that space, or quite frankly because you just you have a Bermuda lawn, for example, and you just wanted it to be green for the winter. All those things are good reasons. Perennial ryegrass, for the most part, it has been planted at least in late October, early November. But if you go out there and you've got areas that did not make it, it's okay to reseed now because you know you bought too much seed. It's still in the garage. Go get your hand seeder, put it in there, and go ahead and fill that, fill the hand seeder and do it again. You will be really glad that you did. This time of year, it's going to pop right up. And, of course, if yours is going very, very well, if it's, say, three inches tall, which I saw some the other day that was, you need to cut it with a lawnmower, but only cut half of it. Raise that lawnmower height nice and high. Then you have green matter to bag up and take into your compost heap. That helps. Or you can let them fall in and, and provide nutrients for your your next spring lawn when it begins to decompose. Ken says the showers are starting up in Pike County. Um, yes, and I don't want to, I'm not the weather person by any means. I, I'm not a meteorologist and I don't play one on the radio, but I do understand that there's going to be a little rain, a little rain, but a lot of rain later. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the way it looked anyway, uh, according to my, my, my favorite meteorologist of, of Saturday morning. I don't know what traditions you are using in your life um, for this particular holiday. I have been to parties where they were making wassail and mead, and all I remembered was that, particularly in the case of the mead, there was so much honey in it that it was sweet enough you couldn't taste the alcohol, which is not always a good thing. But uh, it was a lovely party, nevertheless. But I don't think people do that so much anymore. I think a whole lot more people are, especially in this kind of weather looking more towards the eggnogs because they can be they can be certainly spiked but they are also a colder drink um i i have tried recently two different kinds of eggnog i like eggnog i'm I'm not a big eggnog person but i like eggnog um i've tried two other kinds though that i actually think i like better and one is is haitian it's it's uh, the cremus with a k and it's actually a very sweet coconut type eggnog with several different alcohols in it, from what I could tell. Um, 
I liked it because it was it had a lighter flavor to it, and I found out that that's because one of the things you put in that kind that drink, the Haitian eggnog, is oftentimes almond. So this was made with almond milk. I know milk; it's not really milk. Almonds are not almonds don't make milk, but I grant that's the term that's used. So I'm going to use it today. I'm probably not going to try it with the milkadamia which is made from the macadamia nuts, but that's pretty good in coffee. So something else you might want to think about. What what else you're celebrating with this year? Um, I, I, I don't know if you appreciate, like I do, the great joy. I just cooked greens yesterday in, in those fresh turnips um, and really did come across with how much I love putting the vinegar in at the end to make them just a little bit hotter and a little bit spicier. But it reminded me of this story, so I went back and looked at it, and I'm I'm right. Um, We have a lot in common with fruit flies, in case you didn't know that they're one of the creatures that we test a lot of stuff on and, and watch processes and try and understand what it is that goes on with humans based on their anatomy and based on their 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 genes um humans and fruit flies have a lot of the same responses to sweet and salty and bitter other tastes okay and that goes down to the receptors because everybody's got receptors for these tastes turns out though the sour taste is almost exactly the same as the fruit flies. We haven't really improved on that one or evolved it, I think, because it worked so well. That's just kind of a nifty thing. I like that we are. Uh, we, we just have known that we didn't. We needed to be able to taste it, and we might or might not like it for a very long time. <laughs> Meanwhile, Otis Redding, y'all, come on. Merry Christmas, baby. This is Weekend Gardening. fans, this football season, MDOT wants to ensure you get to your game day destination safely. So before you hit the road to watch your favorite team, be sure to download the MDOT Traffic app. The MDOT Traffic app is free for both Apple and Android devices. And remember to drive smart on the way to the game. That means buckling up, obeying the speed limit, and avoiding distracted driving, especially when traveling in work zones. For more information, follow at Mississippi DOT on Facebook and Twitter. Are you a landlord whose renters can't pay due to COVID? Don't evict. Ramp up. Ramp is the rental assistance from Mississippians program administered by the Mississippi Home Corporation. If you have tenants who need help paying past due and future rent or utilities where they're currently renting from you, Ramp may be just what you both need. So don't evict. Learn more at ms-ramp.com and ramp up now. 
For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Take advantage of year-end savings during the Season of Inspiration sales event going on right now at Mazda of Jackson. That's right. Mazda of Jackson is giving you amazing savings to close out the year. Now, through December 31st only, get 0.9% financing on all remaining 2021s in stock. That's right. 0.9% APR, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Not not only do we have amazing savings, but we have the most incredible credit team around. They work hard to get you approved because 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Have a trade? Bring it in. And we'll give you top dollar for it even if you don't buy a new one from us. Get to Mazda of Jackson during the Season of Inspiration sales event. Going on now. Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. See dealer for details with approved credit on select models. Hello, my name is John Merrill, the owner of Amada Senior Care. We're your local trust advisor for senior home care. We provide experienced caregivers for your loved ones so they can remain in their home. Just like you would care for your loved ones, our employees provide assistance with their personal care needs. As your trusted senior advisor, I can help your family navigate the long-term care insurance process. Just call me, John Merrill with Amada Senior Care, for your free in-home consultation, 601 601- 864-3752. It's that time of year. Plenty of parties and places to go. At Joe T's Wines and Spirits in Ridgeland, we remind you to drive carefully and make this a happy, safe holiday season for you and your family. Merry Christmas from Joe T's Wines and Spirits. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Setzer is, you will think this is some wacky bunch of people, and it probably is, playing the Nutcracker late at night. And indeed they do. They have wonderful, you know, tours and, and virtual things now because of not so much touring and whatnot. But, um... <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I'm, I'm a real fan. He, he was in the Stray Cats, and a lot of people know his work from that. But this Christmas music and the whole big band thing has really turned into a signature for him, and one that I encourage you to put, put it on the, the hi-fi at your house. <laughs> You'll enjoy it. Talking about mowing that rye grass made me think of the fact that people consider giving each other mulching mowers and things like that for Christmas gifts, but I got to tell you that the better the better thing is to give somebody the gift certificate to the maintenance of any kind of mowing. If you if you have a, a are lucky enough to be near a small engine shop, or if you aren't, go find who, who because there's somebody near you that does small engine repair. And that's the sort of really localized, big-time help that you can give to somebody that they're not going to use on Christmas. They're going to stick it on the refrigerator, and, you know, come the end of February, they're going to go, oh, yeah, i got to go see about getting this fixed. But that's the sort of thing that's another way to support a local business. Go ahead and get that gift certificate and uh, save your friends some hunting later, but also save that mower because a lot of them can be fixed. Another thing that's going on at this time of the year after a heavy rain, as some areas will get in this particular phase, there's a, there's more rain next week in different parts of the state. So it, it may happen for you sooner or later. But this is really the time to consider that heavy-duty metal edging that you've been talking about putting in, even the really heavy-duty plastic kind. But the heavy-duty metal kind that needs a hammer to get it into the ground, oftentimes December and wet soil is the perfect time to do that. You may be putting in a new bed. You may just want to add to a bed that you have or reinforce the edges of it. But this is really a perfect time to do that. I have to tell you, um, I haven't done this in a while. But if you cut the space for it with an axe first, and I have done that, it makes it a lot easier to get that metal edging into the ground and take a mallet and then pound it in. You you don't want – the thing that we're trying not to do is to have edging. We want edging that marks the area so that the lawnmower and the, and the string trimmer can get around your flower bed. But we're not interested in putting a lip like two inches above ground on that bed. That, that just ends up being – not only ugly, but holds too much water, too. So get it get it in there. Make it so the top edge barely shows. And, yes, you have my permission to take out the heavy-duty tools. Somebody else was talking about um, burning weeds in, in doing the, the propane to- tools. She was giving someone a, the propane garden torch. Um, I, I love it. I think it's a great idea. You do have to be a full-grown adult with a whole lot of good sense to use one. Um, and you have to be very cautious anytime you're dealing with anything like that. But you might want to put that on the list. I'm I'm dreaming of an amaryllis. There are a whole bunch of them uh, out there in the still in the markets, and that's a, a wonderful gift. One of the things that that um, I always appreciate every spring. Uh, there's a, a piece of property near mine where obviously since the beginning of time, either the she or the he has given the other um, a, an amaryllis for Christmas, and every year there's one or two more in this long line that are out by the flower bed. It's beautiful. And you, in the spring when they all bloom in nature, you, you really appreciate how much fun they are to have. But right now, they're a lot of fun to have in the house. And if you find one 
for example, that's still in the box but is trying to poke the top out of it, go ahead and buy that one. It's ready to grow. It's not It's not hurt. You just have to get them into their space so they can get some sunlight and some water, and the amaryllis will be all yours. They do need a little bit of soil, but they can use a very well-drained, loose soil, as opposed to something like narcissus, which which are not as happy in soil as they are in uh, in pebbles or, or gravel or something like that. And indeed, don't don't forget, after they bloom, an amaryllis is one of those plants that really does prefer to rest a little while. So a lot of folks will simply just put it, lay it on its side after the flowers die, cut off the flower stem, and then go ahead and lay the thing down. But soon enough, it'll begin to poke a little nose out of the center of the bulb. And that's the time that you pick it back up and start watering it. That'll give it the opportunity to put on new leaves and really bloom in another uh, Another few months. It takes a while. It takes a little while. The determination of scientists to create a strategic forest reserve makes a whole lot of sense. We think about, well, some of these things are not related directly to climate change, but we understand that as the environment shifts in one way or another, when you develop one area, some other area ends up with a whole bunch of either deer that will eat all of your plants or insects have to find a home these things we think about the 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 boar beetles and things out in the west that have just torn up these mass stands but it's because it's a mass stand of all one tree and when we talk about planting a strategic reserve or cultivating a strategic reserve we're talking about the biodiversity and making sure that we have more in that area than less when it comes to that management Um, I love that they're working on this publishing in communications earth and environment the United States has a natural wooded system and frankly, we've lost a lot of it to development as well as to other hazards, quote-unquote. I don't always think development's a hazard, but, but it, it does change the environment. But we've lost it to other things. Um, I was, for example, the wildfires that I mentioned before, a lot of that area just doesn't grow back for a long time. It grows back with different species. Sometimes that's good, but sometimes it needs some attention. They're looking at an inventory pre- particularly in the western part of the United States, because we do an awful lot more tree counting there, and because they've had many more threats to their trees, and adding adding a little bit of an overview of a little bit smarter way to take a look at which trees to plant and where to plant them just makes a great deal of sense. Um, the, the studies from the University of New Mexico, which is one of the states incorporated in that look at putting out a, putting in a strategic reserve, really does come to um, importance for them because their wildfires have, have driven such a big problem. The, the fuel there is so flammable from the drier weather. Um, I know it's it's a big problem for a lot of the West. But what New Mexico has found is to put these numbers down in terms of how differences in terms of temperature, changes in tree behavior, and the amount of fuel that that tree creates that will burn literally in the size, the spread, and the plume formation are all facts that they're trying to find ways to mitigate. And hopefully one of those ways to mitigate it is going to turn out to be the strategic wood reserve. We don't know, but we hope. I was intrigued last year by the super trees that we um, read about in in Houston's work from Rice University about which ones to plant. And I think that this all sort of ties together. The notion that we have to have 
a particular set of trees in a particular area makes a whole lot of sense. But if we can diversify them, then we may find some that, for instance, can stay a little bit longer, even in a warmer environment. I don't know. Something to think about. If you're given a tree, give a good one, okay? My goodness, it's already the top of the hour. This is this is hard to imagine, but here's Tom Petty, and this is Weekend Gardening. Decorations on by the fire. Welcome to Mike Drop, the show where Mississippi Farm Bureau President Mike McCormick drops some helpful knowledge. It's planting season in Mississippi, and our farmers are hard at work in our state's biggest industry. That means the roads may see some large, slow-moving farm equipment. It's important that everyone drive slowly, be patient, and stay safe while we feed Mississippi and the world. Visit your Farm Bureau friends and neighbors at your county office or sign up online today at msfb.org. You can bet the farm on it. The holiday season is right around the corner. So give the gift that's hard to wrap, but easy to give. Give them a steal. From powerful trimmers, blowers, and chainsaws under the tree to branded accessories stuffed in their stockings, the Steel Holiday Gift Guide has something for everyone. Need the perfect last-minute gifts for the holiday season? Get them shirts from Untuck It. Untuck It shirts are designed to be worn untucked, so they help guys to look sharp and feel comfortable. Who wouldn't love to unwrap one of our iconic button-downs and best-selling fabrics like super soft flannel, wrinkle-free cotton, and performance with stretch? Need something right now? Visit your nearest Untuck It store or get them our digital gift cards that deliver instantly at UntuckIt.com. Untuck It. Shirts designed to be worn untucked. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech Mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Your home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. State lawmakers are already in discussions on how to best spend the $1.8 billion in stimulus money coming to the state. Former House of Representatives member Jeff Smith says he'd like to see the money spent on traditional infrastructure and not K-12. through We have done so much in the last 16 years for education, and, and if people just knew the difference education was in 1992 when I went down there and the way it is now, the money's tripled, and the ch- we've lost over 102,000 children in the 
And when the U.S. Supreme Court agreed to hear oral arguments on Mississippi's abortion case, Senator Angela Hill believes it signaled that there's an appetite to alter the outcome of Roe v. Wade. There's a lot of people across the country that think that there's a pretty good shot of the Mississippi bill having tremendous impact on the future um, of abortion law across the country. I'm Andy Davis. What does Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation do for Mississippi? Our goal is to create opportunities for Mississippi farmers and ranchers to have a better life and make a better living. We offer education and safety programs, create scholarship opportunities, and provide health resources for our members, not to mention our agricultural advocacy efforts. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. Y'all listen up. Have you seen all the litter on the sides of our roads? We need to all do our part to fight litter. Put trash in its proper place and make sure items in your truck beds are secure. Remember, trash blows. Secure your load. Please do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org. That's keepmsbeautiful.org. Remember, always protect the road. Secure your load. A program in Jackson County is targeting high school students with the hopes of helping them decide their career path early. Senator Jeremy England said the program is called P3, which stands for Passion, Purpose, and Paycheck. They've got uh, career coaches in high schools now here in Jackson County, and what they're doing is they're finding out what, what these students' passions are. But, you know, students that maybe not want to go to college or may not want to take that route, and they're putting them in positions where they can have apprenticeships with Ingalls, or they can learn about jobs available for them at Chevron or with Northrop Grumman or any entity, and then the community college fits right into that. Ingalls Shipbuilding even has a signing day event for incoming apprentices. They treat them just like an athlete. You know, they're proud of those students coming into their system and these students are proud to sit at a table and, and sign that document and say, look, I'm going to start my career right out of high school and I'm going to have a great job. And, and man, what a great honor for them and what a great thing for Mississippi to be able to build on that. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. From Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. A week before Christmas, Jackson State takes on South Carolina State. The Tigers are winners of the SWAC Championship. South Carolina State is the winner of the MEAC Championship. They'll meet in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta today at 11 o'clock. will be a kickoff on ABC for the Celebration Bowl. Jackson State and South Carolina have met four times. The series is tied 2-2. Jackson State won the first two games. The SWAC is 1-4 in the Celebration Bowl against the MEAC. Grambling the winner back in 2016. Jackson State, South Carolina State kicking off at 11 o'clock in the Celebration Bowl today in Atlanta on ABC. And then at 11.30 this morning, the 73rd Bernard Blackwell Football Classic will get underway in Gulfport. The North is coached by Tyron Shorter of Louisville. The South by Ryan Ernest of Laurel. Last year, the South won over the North 16-10. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. Hey, sports fans. Before traveling to your game day destination this football season, be sure to download the MDOT Traffic app to help you reach the game safely. Reach your destination on time by checking ahead for crashes, closures, and construction with the MDOT Traffic app. The MDOT Traffic app is available free for both Apple and Android devices. For more information, follow at Mississippi DOT on Facebook and Twitter. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. 
Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. The Saturday before Christmas is the first full weekend of bowl games. 41 bowls, as a matter of fact, will get underway this weekend. The first off this morning at 10 o'clock will be the Boca Raton Bowl. Western Kentucky at 8 and 5 takes on Appalachian State, who is 10 and 3 in that one. And then at 115 this afternoon, the New Mexico Bowl, UTEP is 7 and 5, takes on Fresno State, who is 9 and 3. Then the Independence Bowl at 2 30 this afternoon on ABC in Shreveport, BYU is 10 and 2, takes on UAB, who is 8 and 4. And then the Lending Tree Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, the 445 kickoff this afternoon, Eastern Michigan versus Liberty. The LA Bowl out in Los Angeles, 630 kickoff on that one, Utah State versus Oregon State. And then the New Orleans Bowl will kick off at 815 tonight on ESPN. Marshall will take on the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports, Mississippi. With your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in. Ho, 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 ho. I'll stop there. You know, you know Santa doesn't have too many of that. But today we spell it H-O-E, H-O-E, H-O-E. Or... If you're from my native state of Louisiana, it might even be H-E-A-U-X. We have all seen many, many spellings of Santa, the happy guy. You know, every area does that. If you have been in South Louisiana and you know about Cajun Christmas and that, and you know that Santa rides an alligator in those myths and whatnot, believe it or not, Santa rides a lot of other things, elk and all sorts of other stuff in addition to driving reindeer, um, just depending on whose stories you get into. But i got to tell you, I, I, I don't have... I don't have a, a, a doorbell camera with the, the camera and the sound and all that on it. Don't have that. But now I'm thinking about it because I missed something. don't think I would see it at my house, but I'd really like this to happen. I believe it was in Colorado, and I hope that you've seen it. If you haven't, looked for it. It's all out there floating around. This elk with horns as wide as the front porch came up and hit the doorbell so of course his nose is right in the camera needless to say but he 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 rang their doorbell they didn't answer he took off but he came back another day and rang the doorbell come on y'all now this has got to be something you, you you know you want not only to send this out as your christmas gift to everyone that you know but I'd kind of like to be sitting in my computer and look up and see that. You know, that'd be kind of fun. I don't know. Just something something different. And frankly, that's really what getting to the end of one year and the beginning of another is all about. You know, we light up December in, in both um, emotionally and spiritually, but also physically. We light up December, and we have the opportunity really to 
cast our souls back a little bit. Think about this past year and how did we travel it and what's going to happen in the one to come. Um, those are all reasons why we note the passing of the end of the year. It's some of that why, you know, we bring in the trees to the house and all that sort of stuff. I, I was reading this week um, about Christmas in the Ukraine and anciently, not I don't think this is current. Currently, it's done in ornamental fashion. But because there were so many spiders in the trees, they would literally, their webs would look like what we now look at as tinsel. And now in Ukraine, they make spiders as Christmas ornaments with tinsel attached. You know, they're not live, of course, because you're going to bring them in the house. But they're just beautiful. And I'm 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 fascinated by that. I'm I'm tickled by it, and I think it's a celebration of the spider that we don't see very much in our part of the world. Um, there was one in my house the other day, and I I did have to stop to think, you know, because I'm the one that goes and gets the thing and puts it and sends it outside. But I had to stop and think. How did you get in here? This is the middle of the house. I'm not sure. Hmm. There's no holes. That's the good thing. Let me hear from you this morning, 888 And, of course, the C Spire text line is always here for you, 601-879-4395. Um, having a conversation with Ken in Jackson about his peace lily, which is absolutely beautiful, but he says it hasn't bloomed ever. And um, the light is right. The, the the space it's in is perfect, so I'm suggesting a, a, a low dose, a half dose of flower formula fertilizer that you mix in water, because he says he doesn't fertilize it. That means, what that tells me, because I know Ken's a good gardener, is that there's fertilizer in the potting mix, and that's grown it to this point. But now we need to boost a little bit more phosphorus, a little bit more potassium, and no more nitrogen. So something like 525-10, 525-15, something. They'll, they'll have numbers that have a great gap between the first number, fertilizers rather, that have a great gap between the first number and the second. That's what you're looking for in this case. It's true, too, if, for example, if you have a, 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 a calancho or some other flowering succulent that flowers frequently that hasn't bloomed in since you got it, maybe, or since six months or something. That's another one that can really benefit from a half dose of flower formula fertilizer. That's why when you give someone a gift like that, you might give them a peace lily, you might give them a, a calancho, something like that that's supposed to flower indoors, go ahead and give them the little box of fertilizer to go along with it. It's a nice gift, and it's also something that they might not think about going to get. So go ahead and do that for them. Something else you may want to do for somebody, and, and I have to tell you, I, I I don't ever do this, but I'm thinking about putting on the next door the the neighborhood thing. Y'all, somebody come get this pine straw. Y'all, y'all know I talk about this not often, but often enough. My neighbor has a gigantic pine tree. Cut down all the rest of them. Left the one that drops all of its needles in my front yard. Okay. I don't use pine straw. I don't like pine straw. I mean, it's fine. I like it, but I don't use it. I don't use it because it takes too long to decompose. And I will put it, if I have some, I'll put it on a path that I don't want to decompose. You know, I'll add it to a layer of things that they're not supposed to decompose. But the pile out there is about, it's taller than me and much wider. And I got to tell you, I don't have anywhere to put it. So it's one of those things, though, that is a valuable resource to someone who wants it. 
and I'm hoping that somebody's going to decide they need to come and get it. It would be a good day to do that in my neighborhood. There are a lot of other things like that that we look at, though, and we don't want in that pine straw or that other mulch. For example, when we've had leaf spot on our shrubs, and many of them have had leaf spot this year, try not to compost that. Try not to mulch with that. Try to get those out of the garden because, frankly, you're just creating an environment where that particular organism can set up shop and stay for a lot longer than you want them to. Um, For example, if you're hiring the person to come over and rake leaves for somebody, make sure that they know to look for those that are dotted or that are really messed up and put those aside, put those separately, because that'll keep that from getting into the the flow of the rest of the garden. Very, very important to do that. My quote of the week this week, you may think this is kind of funny, but I'm a big fan of Dame Angela Lansbury. She is, I think she's 96. She might be older. Yeah, I think she's 96. I don't think she's had another birthday. That's quite a career, more than 50 years of a career. Um, Good quote, though. She says, I made 56 movies about. The Manchurian Candidate was the most important movie I was in, let's face it. So whatever you've watched with Angela Lansbury, you might be um, Bedknobs and Broomsticks or whatever that Disney thing was. You might be a fan of Murder, She Wrote. You might like Gaslight and those old movies that that she was in, go watch Manchurian Candidate if you haven't, because she's right. (laughs) It'll it'll set your hair, your teeth on edge and stand your hair up, that's for sure. Oh, my goodness. Do you have any infants visiting you this holiday season? I, I just don't know what to think about this. This is University of Florida Research. They're perfectly good folks. But they, they're saying that by mimicking the sound of a smaller vocal tract, in other words, baby talk, we adults may be cluing babies into how words should sound coming out of their own mouths. I have always been taught the opposite. I've been taught that it's, it's okay to raise the pitch of your voice because babies hear things in a higher pitch, but that you should speak as you would anyway because they're trying to learn how to speak. So I don't know if I agree about this or not, but I'm telling you, it would be hard for me to change. It would be I'm, I'm, for years now, a long time. I've spoken to children and to babies, particularly. I, I just don't goo goo and gaga very much, but the way we instinctively speak to them it is in a little bit higher pitch. We'll say, "Well, hey, good morning," rather than "Well, hey, good morning." And we might be helping them. We do a little bit slower sometimes. We do exaggerate a little bit. I don't have any problem with that because it makes them smile, and that's why we do it. But it's also part of their learning process. Um, Six- to eight-month-old babies display, they say it here, a robust and, and, and distinct preference for sounds that had a similar track and size to their own, the, the noises that they were making themselves. I don't know. I'm still kind of, I, I believe them. I don't have any reason to doubt it. But um, I, I think that helping infant-directed speech, as they call it here, might be something I need to learn about. Hmm, I don't know. It's an interesting con- thing to contemplate. Speaking of that pine straw, when you go to use it, there's places that you can use pine straw that I should probably use pine straw. And that's, for example, 
mulching around blueberries, mulching around figs, mulching around things that don't don't dislike an acid soil and really do need their mulch to stay in place. But if you do that, you still have to come back next year and rake it away and see what's down there because you may end up with a mat of pine straw that actually takes the water that you're intending get to the plant. So if it's beginning to grow white mycelia, if it's gone from looking like pine straw to looking like dark brown or black straw, those are the things that you really know they, they, it's lost its ability to do anything except mat. And you may find mycelia growing there, which indicates that it is beginning to rot. So that's good news, but it's not great news around your plants. But yes, if if the pine straw is still there, I will have to go and get Something. The figs. I guess I'll mulch the figs. I don't know. I, I don't know. Not sure what you're going to do with yours either, but we do. We have a whole lot more of it this year than I have had in previous years. I, I know that we all think about um, artificial intelligence, and we all think about where is that going to, how is that going to work for me? You know, how is that going to apply in my life? Well, I'm pretty excited um, about I really do really think this could be it. Publishing in Nature Food, which is not something I had heard of before. It's a European journal. There's a big work now about smart sensors. We've always known that, that there needed to be sensors in the field, and then, of course, you could look and see what the water level was or what the irrigation need was. And in this case, we've now moved forward to the fertilizer amount. So in other words, to be able to test for that, to be able to give us the opportunity to tell us how much fertilizer is in one section of the farm versus another section can not only do better for the plants, but it can also reduce fertilizer use, which can save some money. So these are very, very powerful bits of of work that's been done for the future of farming. Um, I'm just going to tell you what they tell us. Over-fertilization, you know, you, you've heard me talk about the dead zone for years where the water the, the, the water carries all of that to the Gulf of Mexico. But over-fertilization worldwide has taken about 10 or 12 percent of the soil that we had and could cultivate and made it turn into soil that we can't. It's rendered it unusable. It's basically toxic. And so the use of these fertilizers, we understand that there are some things that have been changed, and we appreciate those. Lawn foods, for example, have different formulas than they used to. And a lot of things really are getting a more specific prescription than they had before for what kind of fertilizer can work. But the use of nitrogen-based fertilizers, and I, I, I know I'm part of this because I use organic fertilizers. I use nitrogen all the time in, in that sort of environment has increased 600% in the last 50 years. I'm not responsible for all of that, but I certainly have done my part, unfortunately. The problem, of course, is that because nitrogen is used up most quickly and drains off most quickly, um, it, it is very, very difficult to understand that when we put more on, we may or may not need it because it seems like we always do. So that's part of the stuff that they want us to make sure that we're understanding the how much nitrogen the soil has now and really how much it will have in two weeks. Well, if we can do that, that's brilliant. That's the sort of information that a farmer really, really needs. A gardener needs it, too. So I look forward to more information about this to prevent over-fertilization, but also 
to give us the opportunity to put the fertilizer to use in a more efficient fashion. Makes a whole lot of sense to me. I'll take that as a good Christmas gift. Oh, thank you very much, Sarah in Winona. Appreciate that. I'm glad you like the songs, too. That's sweet of you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Very, very kind. Very, very lovely. Sweet. Y'all are very, very sweet to weigh in here today. Um, What are your recommendations? This is a question, frankly, that everybody gets, everybody thinks about. How do you get rid of burrweed, stickers, spurweed? I think they're all the same thing. Well, there's there's a couple of different ones, but essentially they do form um, seed. Con- the seed is inside of the sticker, and they all they, they, these particular weeds that you're mentioning do form that, and that's what you get on your feet, or they get stuck in your um, socks, you know, if you have on your shoes. It's, a, it's very, very sticky stuff. The best way to look at this is as a problem that can be in the lawn um, approached with pre-emerge um, treatments. Uh, and um, we're coming up on time to start treating again, but I'm not sure. I don't know where you are exactly, but sometimes that's the the weeds that come up and that cause this cause come up very very early in the spring, and sometimes they don't. So that's why it generally takes a treatment in the winter and then another treatment in the fall before you get those under control the following year. It is something that can be spot treated. So as soon as you see it come up, that would be the time to take a look at it and try to do something about it. Mabel's in Jackson. Merry Christmas. What's on your mind today? Hey, Mabel. Hey. What's up? Oh, I want to know, should I uh, put some uh, pine straw around my blueberries, you know, mine in pots? You can use it as a mulch, particularly if you have found it that they get, uh, you know, if there's weeds that come up underneath them. I don't have any problem with that at all. I, I put mulch of some sort in almost all of my large containers because I help it, it, it helps to keep them from getting too wet or too dry. So I don't have any problem with that. Yes, I, I wish you had about a thousand. I'd bring you my pine straw. <laughs> but look, do, do I fertilize them before? Uh, no, there's no need to fertilize right now. They just put the, the straw in there. Mm hmm. No water, just put the straw in there. Just put the straw in right now. If the plants are dry, obviously you're going to water them, but they're going to get water this week. So okay. I don't think that'll be a problem. We're going to put the, the, the straw in there like now? Mm-hmm, sure. Today would be a great day to do that. Okay. If something else I'll go ahead. Now, well, I, I can't find those amaryllis. Ah. Well, I don't know where to tell you to go. I've seen some, but I, I don't know where to tell you to go. I got to step aside, but I'm going to tell you Merry Christmas. Please tell your whole family Merry Christmas from me, and I will see you again in the new year, Mabel. Thank all right, same to you all. Thanks for calling today. Appreciate that. Ah, yes, and of course, what would it be without a little bit of Booker T? Come on now. Everybody knows the words to this one. Let's go. All right, come on now. Here we go. You can sing. It's okay. I'm, I'm allowing it. You can dance, too, if you want to. This is Weekend Gardening.
Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. I'm Andy Gibson, your Commissioner of Agriculture. This holiday season, support local farmers by shopping the Mississippi Farmers Market for all your holiday meal needs. Fresh produce, meat, milk and cheese, eggs, honey, bread, even flowers for the table. And shop the Genuine Mississippi store for the best of everything, grown, raised, crafted, and made right here in Mississippi. From food items to jewelry, leather goods, we have your Christmas list covered. The Mississippi Farmer's Market, 929 High Street, open Saturdays 8 to 1. Wives, do you have trouble getting your husbands to see a doctor? Tell them the doctor has a boat for sale. At Man Up MD, we understand most men don't have a doctor, but they should. Man Up MD is a men's clinic designed for men by men to handle manly issues. From day-to-day -day primary care to reclaiming your energy and vigor, Man Up MD can keep you healthy and feeling your best. Check us out at menshealthmississippi.com. That's menshealthms.com. Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. This is Representative Jill Ford wishing you and your family a very Merry Christmas. Oftentimes during the holidays, I find myself missing my loved ones that are no longer with us, which is why I would like to remind you to kiss your mama today and spend some special time with her. Merry Christmas. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. 
Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. I won't be going to any concerts in 2022. I can't afford the tickets. Have you noticed that everybody, uh, from Adele to the Stones to everybody else, all the tickets get bought up by some robot, (laughs) then they get sold for ten times as much? I don't like that. I don't even mind standing in line. I don't even mind having to hit redial a hundred times. But I don't want somebody else to be able to buy it faster than me and then sell it to me for like ten times. If the artist was making the money, I might think it was okay. But just for it to be essentially the scalpers in the parking lot, so to speak, I don't like that. I don't. I don't just don't like that. Anyway. Beautiful things y'all are sending. All the Merry Christmases. Thank you, Trey. Um, so appreciate it. Everybody's being so kind today. Have a very Merry Christmas from Ken and from everybody. From um, Dave. Dave in Tylertown wants to hear Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, but you'll hear that other places. I can't. I don't do that one. As a grandmother, I just don't do that one. But then again, I didn't let my children watch The Simpsons either. So, you know, I have have points of view that other people don't share. I recognize that. You can argue with me about that, by the way. Um, It goes directly to my thought that every child needs something to rebel against. And if they knew they could go to grandma's and watch The Simpsons, it became a really wonderful thing they could do with her. And I didn't have to see it (laughs) at that point. But it was also a a message about things I didn't particularly approve of at the time. So... And yeah, I know it's funny, but it's not that funny. Anyway, y'all, y'all Simpson fans now are going to start assaulting me. I'll get home, my email box will be full. Mama on air at yahoo.com. Go ahead, send them. I'll be happy to argue with you. I'll tell you what else I didn't do. I'll tell you all the other things I withheld from my children. <laughs> they turned out okay. <laughs> Full-grown, work-for-living, you know, that sort of stuff. Speaking of children, there are some studies out, um, particularly this one from North Carolina State got my interest because they, I don't know, I, I I was raised by people that told you first what you should do and then told you why you shouldn't do the other, okay? So it was all about the positivity. It was all about the do this, do this, do this. And then it was about the, now don't you do that. <laughs> you know, that was the other part. But a recent study that says that, that teaching children to understand other people's perspectives might, we understand that that's the way you understand empathy. Okay, Empathy is when you realize what it's like to walk a mile in somebody else's shoes. And yes, that's a metaphor. You don't actually go put on their shoes. That means that you think like them, you live like them. For example, if you happen to be somebody who um, is doing okay, you might want to consider what it would be like to be homeless at this time of year. You might want to put on those shoes. You might also want to put on the shoes of somebody who works 12 hours a day to try and keep your town safe, the sheriff, the city police, somebody like that. You also might just want to put on 
the shoes of somebody that can't quite figure out what to do. They're alone for the first time in a, a town they've come to, and they can't get home because the holiday for whatever it is. Maybe they're from another country, and they're here now going to school or working or something. You put on those people's shoes. That's called empathy, okay? But I think we've, they've taken this particular study to the next level. They are telling us that teaching kids how to understand that perspective, how to wear those other shoes, can actually make them learn more easily how to forgive other people for things, for either real slights or perceived slights. Um, the, the, one of the things I've noticed now that people are beginning to go back out into society a bit more than they were perhaps before the people that I know who are in the food service business say, y'all are a mean bunch. Y'all are not being nice. And I'm not talking about the tables of a hundred, you know, the hundred with everybody at the table tips a hundred dollars to the one waitress. I realize that's a wonderful boon and a delightful thing. It's like winning the lottery for that person. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you and me on a day-to-day basis. Okay. I- I'm, I'm, I'm going to encourage you to be filled with the holiday spirit and be nice to all those folks. But forgiveness is the reason I'm concerned about this and the reason I wanted to tell you about it is because sincere apologies are an important part of growing up. Um, Every child is going to try and take the candy bar from the store. Let's face it. okay. But if you as a parent explain to them rather than just screaming, you can scream too, but, but explain to them why it's wrong, why it takes money out of somebody's pocket that's working really hard for it, why it doesn't give you the value of being able to buy the things that you earn the money for yourself, because quite frankly, there's nothing that feels better than that. You know, going in there and putting your money down and getting what you want is a huge part of becoming an adult. So you got to teach your kids how to be adults. And at the same time, you got to take that kid back to the store. And you've got to teach them how to make a sincere apology, because they did the wrong thing. And if you don't do that, you are depriving them of the ability to go about in society in a healthy way, okay? if we don't, I'm not saying we're going to apologize to everybody. I realize that women like me were raised to say, I'm sorry for things that we're not even involved with, much less sorry for. Okay, oh, I'm sorry. Here, sit here. You know, that kind of thing. Take my chair. Those those things. That's not necessarily important. But the ability to actually forgive somebody really redounds to you. Because your ability to forgive someone is something that gives you a benefit. They may or may not care. They may or may not want to be forgiven. They may or may not think that you're sincere. But if you are, it redounds to you. It gives you the positive benefit. So it's something to think about. And if you you haven't, children are more likely to forgive somebody if they have learned how to apologize. They are more likely to, um, frankly, if they understand this, they're more likely to forgive others and take that unto themselves and give give themselves that positive message. It's really important. Um, really, really important. That's cute. Thank you, Sarah. You send really pretty memes. Thank you for that. Those are gorgeous. Now, that, that study goes directly towards the next piece of my puzzle for this year, which is, what about this? Can you actually predict performance in a, at a job interview based on personality traits? Wow, how did I ever get any of my jobs? I don't really know. But there's another piece of research from Southern Methodist University. This is University of Arkansas and now Southern Methodist that are saying that companies might be able to train employees to be more conscientious even if the worker isn't interested. In other words, how can you change the environment to make their better personality traits come out? 
these are all things that we need to do for our our employees, for our kids, for anybody that we're concerned about. We need to know how to get along better in the world. And, well, quite frankly, that's part of it. Now, I'm going to take a moment here to wish Daniel well. He's going out into public this afternoon. You have to work a retail shift today, sir. Yeah, I do. Um, I... I'll be basically working pretty much all week during the holidays, but I'll luckily we'll be closed on Christmas, so I'll be spending time with some family and all. Well, thank goodness for that. The good news is I hope you'll have lots of customers and they'll have lots of sales, and, and frankly, I hope most of it will be delivered at the door. Okay, I mean, I'm, crowds are not my thing. They never have been, but they're really not now. And I have to say to you, though, that you are also among the people that I hear from that say, people are mean, you know. So y'all be nice to Daniel. Y'all be nice to all the retail workers. You can do it at one week a year anyway, right? You can certainly do it this week. Yeah, I mean, like, most people are not mean because, like, whenever I go to a certain, like, whenever I work a certain day, I'll encounter some very nice customers, and then I'll encounter some um, mean customers, which they're not technically mean. They're just a little upset because sometimes we don't have their shoe size or just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whatever, and I'm just like, well, best option, you can order it online. It could be shipped right to your house, or you can have it shipped right directly to the store, and you can pick it up. And, of course, if it's a gift, you need it sent to the store. You don't want it going to the house. Exactly. (laughs) That's another one of the things I saw this week was the video of the FedEx guy. The husband comes to the door, and the FedEx guy has seen the note that said, hide the package. So he hid the package, and then the guy wants to know why you're at my door. (laughs) He's like, uh... It's pretty funny. It's Christmas, dude. The guy's trying to hide your package. Come on. (laughs) And, in fact, we do that a lot. In in many urban areas, we have places where the packages can get hidden so that they're not quite so obvious for the, the, unfortunately, for porch thieves. And, yes, we do. The the world's always going to have porch thieves, y'all. Come on. You know that's true. I say, have a glass of eggnog. See, I'm going to talk to you about eggnog now. Not only the cremus, the Haitian, the really sweet one. That one I really feel like needs to be served in shot glasses because you can't drink a lot more than that of that. I can't. It's too sweet. But cojito, aha, yes, indeed. That is the coconut eggnog from Puerto Rico. And I was lucky enough to have that as a homemade ice cream. Didn't have the alcohol in it, which is a good thing for me. But the taste of the the eggnog taste with coconut milk in it and all of those spices was just wonderful. I really enjoyed it. Probably never run into it again, but this the little ice cream shop where I was visiting um, had they had sweet potato ice cream. They had several really interesting holiday flavors. And quite frankly, I don't see why we don't do that. It's going to be 70 degrees on Christmas Eve. Y'all get out and make some eggnog ice cream. Come on. It could be a lot of fun. On the other hand, when we're looking towards a, a colder start to the year, it's going to get cold again after that. So we'll have to talk about when we get back on the 1st. Um, I will certainly be cooking my favorites. Um, I, I come from the world where we eat black-eyed peas and greens and cornbread on New Year's Day. Presumably for good luck, the greens are the, of course, folding money. The black-eyed peas are supposed to be the coins, and I think the cornbread is just because it gets everybody to have some, you know, because it's so delicious. But if that doesn't appeal to you and you don't like it, 
The National Soup of Haiti is now an, an international icon. Um, there are things around the world that are designated as cultural icons, and Haiti's never had one before, but now it has its soup. Um, it, it's, it's, it's Jumu soup. And if you've had it before, you know it because it's the brightest yellow soup you've ever eaten in your life. It's beautiful, and it's, it's full of things that you wouldn't associate with Haiti. It's made of a winter squash, and it's made with lots of other vegetables like the, the, the collards and that sort of thing that are, that are wintry to us or wintry to, you know, to this part of the world. But it, it's also one that um, one of the ways that I've eaten it, it can have any meat in it at all, but the traditional way is with goat, and it was really good. I, I've had goat twice that I liked it. I've had goat four times that I didn't, so I'm not a big goat fan, but it was particularly delicious. The reason why they eat this soup on Independence Day on the on January first is because it is the soup of independence, and you probably don't have any way of knowing this, but I'm I'm lucky that I've had some friends from that part of the world who've told me stories, and I actually went and did a little research so that I would know why and what. For two hundred years, this soup was made in Haiti, and of course, in those two hundred years, the primary people who cooked for the people that could afford the soup were the slaves. And yes, Haiti had a terrible and long tradition of slavery, all right? But when the nation, they couldn't, and the point is that the slaves were not allowed to eat the soup. How you cook something and you don't taste it, I don't know, but that's the, that's the legend. That's the way it was. Now, when Haiti got its independence, the first thing that the empress did was to make the soup and denounce it as the national soup of Haiti and make sure that everybody could have it. So now everybody has it, and they all enjoy it. But it's known as the soup of independence because of that, and it is also known um, as the New Year's or the, the remembrance. So you remember the last year and you look forward to the new year in the same way the other mythology has the two-headed god, you know, the Janus that looks forward and looks backwards at the same time. That's really what New Year's Day is supposed to be alike and what it's supposed to be all about. I realize that in America it's a whole lot about football and, you know, all of that stuff, taking another day off or whatever. But in the, the, in the overarching scheme of things, um, New Year's has a whole lot going for it. And uh, not, just, not just good music and good football, but those things are important, too. So think about Jumu and have some Haitian soup. You, can, you might not like black-eyed peas. I don't know who you are, but you might not like black-eyed peas. <laughs> so give yourself a chance to try something else. Something else that you might want to think about as we're talking about how to get, when to put on the pre-emerge herbicides and when to do this and when to do that. we got all of these things um, that are fun. Scientists have just now figured out how grass leaves grow, and part of that is what I want to leave you with this morning in talking about the challenges of a mild winter, which we are having, okay? So hop down the road with me. Yes, there's two versions of this because I like it so much. So stick with me. We're going to talk about all of the funny things we're seeing, what they mean, why they're important, and what they have to do with how grass grows. Huh. This is Weekend Gardening.
you a landlord whose renters can't pay due to COVID? Don't evict. Ramp up. RAMP is the Rental Assistance from Mississippians program administered by the Mississippi Home Corporation. If you have tenants who need help paying past due and future rent or utilities where they're currently renting from you, RAMP may be just what you both need. So don't evict. Learn more at ms-ramp.com and ramp up now. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. I want to thank all of you who supported us through prayer and with donations this past year. You matter. Your support says you care to people who need a good meal, who seek freedom from addiction, who need hope. And from all of us at Gateway Rescue Mission to all of you, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Take advantage of year-end savings during the Season of Inspiration sales event going on right now at Mazda of Jackson. That's right. Mazda of Jackson is giving you amazing savings to close out the year. Now, through December 31st only, get 0.9% financing on all remaining 2021s in stock. That's right. 0.9% APR, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Not only do we have amazing savings, but we have the most incredible credit team around. They work hard to get you approved because 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Have a trade? Bring it in. And we'll give you top dollar for it even if you don't buy a new one from us. Get to Mazda of Jackson during the Season of Inspiration sales event. Going on now. Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. See dealer for details with proof credit. This is Beth with the range by Jimmy Primo's here in Gladstadt. My daddy is on a deer hunt, so I decided to sneak in some extra sales to help you finish your Christmas list. Don't tell daddy, but you can get a 20% discount on any annual membership or purchase a monthly membership and receive two boxes of ammo free. Purchase any farm class and get up to 20% off. Don't miss out. And that's what daddy gets for going deer hunting. Decking out your whole home? Don't stop at window displays. Upgrade your window treatments. If you haven't tried Blinds.com, now's the time. With prices cut up to 35%, Blinds.com can make your dream home a reality with affordable custom window treatments. Blinds.com makes it easy to make small home improvements you'll enjoy every day. Save big at Blinds.com on premium blinds, stylish shades, and more. Shop Blinds.com and save up to 35% off site-wide. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Green Home Solutions is a proud VIP sponsor of The Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. The whole staff and management of Jones Chiropractic on Highway 51 in Madison wishes all of you a safe holiday and a prosperous new year. Please remember the reason for the season. Merry Christmas from Jones Chiropractic in Madison. 
thank you so much for deciding that Weekend Gardening belongs in your life. You are the best gift I get any day, but every Saturday. And I thank you so very, very much for that. Um, yep, Garden Mama Nellie Neal rocks on. We continue as as long as they let me have the microphone. I'm happy to say that I will be here Saturday mornings. And yes, we will be gone next week because it's Christmas Day. And you deserve to be able to turn on the radio and hear lots and lots of great Christmas music. And of course, Daniel deserves a day off. So we will be back on January the 1st, however. Good question about how to take care of Christmas cactus. You know, this um, one of the things I noticed about my They bloomed a little early, so I've been clipping off the flowers as they dry, and the secondary set of buds is much stronger this year than it was last year. I think that might be because I fertilized it this summer, but I I don't do a whole lot to those Christmas cactus. Right now, you're just trying to keep them watered enough so that the flowers can hold, or when the flowers begin to dry up, that the leaves don't dry up too. So keep it watered. Keep it indoors. Don't let it be in, you know, too hot or too cold. It's just a very moderate temperature type plant. Then after it finishes the season, it'll drop all the flowers eventually. You can just begin to treat it like a regular house plant. And when it gets warm enough outside, when it gets to be springtime, take it out and put it on the porch. I don't put uh, Christmas cactus in full sun, but they can take quite a bit of good light. Um, To the person who keeps typing to me in all caps, no, I will not answer your question because you ask the same question on a weekly basis. Merry Christmas. Now. If you type, if you can type to me and, and, and shout at me, which is what that means, you understand. You're shouting if you type in all caps. And if you want to do that, you can do that, but it's not going to persuade me because I'm old. I've been here a while. I'm, I'm not going to be teased. I'm not going to be taunted. It just doesn't work. So the, the question, I've answered your particular question at least five or six times this fall. So just go back and look at your old text, and you'll see the same answer again. Now, another person wanted to know, um, Rusty said that I uh, used um, hardwood mulch in the garden, and it, the garden didn't do so well. And again, this past year, it didn't do so well. So, and my answer would be probably... It's time for a soil test. Um, The good news is that hardwood mulch should be decomposed enough that you can work it into the soil and then test it before you plant again next year. You'll know whether you need to add some fertilizer or whether you've got a a pH that is a little bit off kilter from what you want. But I would go ahead and work in that rotted mulch and then take a soil test of that whole business. And I think you'll find exactly what you need to have. The warm weather woes have been really something. The tulip trees blooming, um, and in my case, the beautiful ornamental grass, Miscanthus. Um, the, you know, I would never have named that grass maiden grass. It's way too aggressive. It's it's not. This is this is like John Wayne grass. You know, it's so it's tough stuff. But the the point of all of this conversation is that it is in bloom now, and generally speaking, that happens when it is seriously wintertime. And we get a browning of the leaves, the flowers come on, they, they, they blow out all of their seeds everywhere um, from those beautiful plumes, and then we cut it down and make little little stools out of them little you know you don't sit on them but that's the shape we're looking for is a little little low low thing then they can grow back up from the base well what's happened this year is that the green from the base has already started growing 
even though the top is brown, it's just now time for the top to be brown. Usually we cut them back in January and they sprout in February. (laughs) Well, not this year. This year we've got green leaves coming up, green sprouts coming up out of the center. Now here's where the information, the research into how grass grows really jumps into our world. We're looking at this grass. It's an ornamental grass. It grows the same way as your lawn grass does. These are monocots. That's the type of plants they are. That's the family that they're in. And in this case, the grasses will form a sheath. The base of the leaf makes a sheath, and the growing point's actually down inside of it. That's why we tell you if you see any green in the the part that you're cutting back already, for instance, if you waited too late to cut back the grass, or if, like mine, it's already starting to go green, don't cut down too far. Don't look down in there and see where the growing point is. And what you'll find is that it's actually way down inside the grass. That's how come when you mow your grass, it still can grow. Because you're not mowing, when, you, when we talk about scalping the grass, we're talking about cutting off that growing point, but, but you don't have to do that. You cut above it, and that's how come the grass can grow back every week and make you have to mow it again. That's how that thing works. But it's also how the ornamental grass works. So I can still cut the green off as long as I'm not cutting it down too deep into the growing point. The grass is going to be fine and come right on back. Thank you very much. Um, Bo, oh, that's cute. Oh, my goodness, Bo. Too, too cute. What a honey bunny. My goodness, so, so cute. Beautiful, beautiful pictures. So much fun. Merry Christmas, Andrea. That's very sweet of you. Very kind. I can't believe we didn't know that this was how grass grew, but it did take a little while, and obviously the implications to wheat and rice and maize, we all knew that their growing point was way in the center of the plant, but now we understand how the sheath forms and how the whole business actually works and protects the height, allows the height to increase while the growing point stays low towards the ground. Pretty cool. Um, The good news is that we don't have to think about too much else about those grasses because they're going to be fine. They do make a good cut flower, but not that great a one. Oh my goodness, in Green County, Peggy Martin Rose is blooming. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Sue. <laughs> See, we just don't know. I did I did notice yesterday that um, one of my very favorite um, red rose, you know, knockout rose things in front of an apartment house that I go by, it, 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 it just a magnificent. They don't even need any white twinkly lights. They're so pretty. They're their own Christmas decoration. Just gorgeous. Really nice to see. And that I, I like I like that kind of natural good love stuff. That's fun. A lot of things that we'll be looking at, generally speaking, as the new year comes around, we will have lots of what happened last year's and where were you and all of these sorts of things. We will have some of that coming up on the 1st of January. But I mostly want to look at the what's coming up in the future year, all right? Um, I know that you'll want to know about what I'm going to be growing and what everybody else is growing and what some of the new things are that we're going to see on the uh, the, the market. But It's also time again. We've just begun another round of the Mississippi Flower Growers classes. Those come again um, next week, and then we'll have some more as we go into the first of the year. So get in touch with Donnie Yowell or with me, MamaOnAir at Yahoo.com, to make sure that you are part of that great fun that we're going to have. Oh, lots of nice Merry Christmas messages coming in now. Thank you all very much for that. That's that's fun. That's really fun. Y'all are very, very, very sweet. Thank you. 
I hope that um, those of you, somebody else sent a note in to say that uh, my cat was cute. Yes, I'm on Instagram. Yes, I have a cat. Yes, he's pretty famous. So I think he may be on Facebook today, too. But y'all are real sweet. I do continue the social media, and in fact, I will be doing more of it. Um, if you would like to become part of the merry group of mine at Patreon, please go to patreon.com slash gardenmama and give yourself a Christmas present. That would be me. And with, with a tiny little bit of money each month, you can have Garden Mama in your mailbox every week. Let me know what else I can do for you. Mama on air at yahoo.com. Meanwhile, have yourself a very, very Merry Christmas. I like the wish that says um, so many, many things, but I hope your holiday is merry and bright, and I hope you'll come back here in 2022 for a whole lot more weekend gardening. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of South Communication. This is Jake Mangum. It's great to be on a team that is based in Mississippi. It's important to me that my team supports our high schools, universities, and several local events throughout the state. Of course, I'm talking about my home team, Farm Bureau Insurance. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Hey sports fans, this football season, MDOT wants to ensure you get to your game day destination safely. So before you hit the road to watch your favorite team, be sure to download the MDOT Traffic app. The MDOT Traffic app is free for both Apple and Android devices. And remember to drive smart on the way to the game. That means buckling up, obeying the speed limit, and avoiding distracted driving, especially when traveling in work zones. For more information, follow at Mississippi DOT on Facebook and Twitter. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no-hassle guarantees so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. Got a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.